Hello, welcome to the Addison Recorded, the official podcast of the Addison Recorder. We're coming to you from the glorious Podford, as we always do. I'm Gina Waters, a writer for The Recorder, and I'm joined by... Meryl Williams. I am also a writer for The Addison Recorder. Um, For season one of this podcast, we've been recapping episodes of Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, and today we're talking about episode nine. Kimmy Kimmy has a birthday. Yeah. (laughs) Um, She turns 30 in this episode. Which I was telling Dina, I was pretty excited about this because she has some very upbeat and positive thoughts about turning 30, uh, which is comforting to me because I just turned 29 and I've been asking a lot of people how they feel about being 30 or... Yeah. 30 is where it's at. I'm yeah. You. I'm actually really excited now. Like it's amazing. It's just like yeah. this like empowering feeling. Is, mm-hmm. you just, your 30s are for like just like not giving a crap anymore. <laughs> other people think. I love it. I it's can't amazing. wait. Kimmy, Kimmy's way ahead of us though because yeah. she's like that already. That's true. Before she even turned 30. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, this was, yeah, I like this episode a lot. I feel like I say that with every, I don't say that with everyone. Yeah. Well, but, the last one yeah. I think we both agreed was a little bit of a, it was, it was a, not, I don't want to say filler. That sounds right. more pejorative than I mean it, but yeah. it didn't pop like some mm-hmm. of the others did. So this one pops. This one pops. This one was like rapid fire yeah. jokes coming at you. I laughed really hard at this one. Yeah. There's a lot of good stuff. Definitely. So the obviously unifying theme of this episode is that it's Kimmy's birthday. Mm-hmm. She wants to have a birthday party. <laughs> and she has a very, you know, a common thing on the show is that she thinks and acts like a teenager. Yes. She's kind of stunted at that age. And she looks at birthdays and birthday parties the Mm -hmm. way a a young person would. Yeah. Um, And Titus kind of tries to set her straight a little bit, Um, you know, kind of warn her that like, you know, Mm -hmm. it's adult birthdays aren't as much as they're, you know, cracked up to be. Yeah. Um, It's not really gifts. (laughs) Yeah. I think he just says that because he didn't want to buy her something. (laughs) That's true. But he does say he's going to write her a song. Right. That's and his gift to her. That's going to be his gift to her. It pays off. It really pays <laughs> off. And in that opening scene where they're discussing birthdays, he calls her Kimbasile. Yes. <laughs> he. I notice in every episode he has like another play on her name. Yeah. And this one was one of my favorites. That was a good one. It starts out with like stuff like Kimberly and he was mm-hmm. being very formal or that was some form of her name, but now it's just devolved Kim, into Kimbasile. <laughs> well, because he's mad at her. He's, he, she is being an imbecile. That's true. Which is, so it's an appropriate insult because she wants to get in a Van with a strange man who claims he's going to sell her liquor. Right. Which, you know, haha, that's great, but she should really know better by this point. Exactly. I mean, she was kidnapped. She hit up in that bunker. You do not get in a van with, with a strange man. It even rhymes. <laughs> like, memorize it. Yeah. Tuck that one away, kids. Yes. No vans. Yeah. Yeah, that was. So she wants to plan this birthday party, make it all adult and all that. And of mm. course, all the usual suspects are invited which ooh, i just foreshadowed myself <laughs> when i said usual suspects because there's a usual yes. suspects reference in this episode that was solid nobody calls it out either do they it just kind of goes unnoticed. it just kind of goes by because yeah. she you know the the infamous scene at the end of usual suspects where yeah. you know, kevin spacey's looking at all the things and or the the detective at the end is you know realizing that putting he was it just, together yeah we've all, we've all seen it Come um, on. but she does a kaiser so say <laughs> there at the end yeah. um which was amazing <laughs> Yeah, um, we are also introduced to some of her family, which I don't know about you, but it hadn't really occurred to me that she had family. She doesn't. She, has she talked about family before? I don't this? think so. I don't think she has. And so the story with her mom, like her mom is 
not in the picture. Like she ran away from the stepdad. Is that right? Am I putting that together right? The stepdad's yeah. an idiot. Yeah. Like he Randy. is super dumb. Yeah, Randy. So um, he was like the lead investigator in Kimmy's case. He was like supposed to find her and did not yeah and so she's kind of she's kind of mad about that yep can't really blame her and Um, then he went off and married her mother yeah but her mother it sounds like the mom had a habit of taking off the way kimmy was talking about it you're right like oh she took off again again yeah so the feeling it's a bit of an absentee mother situation so that may explain why she hasn't talked about her family because she Mm. didn't know prior to this episode that randy and um, oh yeah, um, the uh, Kim Kimi. Kimi, he yeah. did, the, her half sister. Right. She didn't know they existed before this, so if she just has like a mom that's kind of, of flaky, the then yeah. I guess family wouldn't be a big issue. But I don't know. We haven't heard about a father. Yeah, that's true. Because if Randy's a stepfather, I don't know who. Yeah, I don't know so if that'll come knows. back or not. But be interesting. I'd like to. I, I want to like. I like to do fantasy casting in my mind <laughs> as to who would play her mother and father. Yeah. Fun, yeah. If they ever appear, very attractive <laughs> redheaded people. Yes, that's, that's my bet. <laughs> <laughs> Catherine O'Hara would be amazing. Ooh, well, she was already Kenneth. She was Kenneth's mom on Thirty Rock. <gasps> You're right. But they oh could God. bring her back. Yes, she'd be amazing. <laughs> um, so yeah, the stepdad's an idiot. Um, we love her half sister though because she's also Sally from Mad Men. <laughs> yeah, Kieran and Shipka, who's who's. Uh, cameo either five or six again right. all depending on richard kind yeah and his status but yeah so racking up the the cameos and all great ones yeah definitely yeah so yeah she was super good in this i was glad to see her yeah um, and we were saying earlier in the you know when i accidentally well i did it on purpose i mentioned <laughs> her before she was actually um valid but comparing her to the actor who plays Zan, Zan is just like it's yeah. to see like how young how good a young actor can be yeah and you know Kimi is kind of a brat too but like in a way that's like funny to watch right yeah not like Zan who's just a stinker <laughs> right yeah he's like I'm just so cartoonishly evil yeah yeah whereas with Kimi it's like oh okay it's just the bratty younger sister but then you see a lot more of Vi that is like her life is basically based on correcting the mistakes that were made with Kimmy's life. And, yeah, how yeah. she's overprotected and can't yeah. do anything because her older sister was kidnapped. Right. Like, all girl wants to do is go to Olive Garden. That's just like... Oh, yeah. Olive Garden. <laughs> it's, I mean, when I was her age, I wanted to go to Olive Garden. <laughs> we were talking about this. Like, yeah, the Olive Garden was like the fancy date place in my college town because I went to a really tiny liberal arts college in southeastern Ohio. So it was like, oh, man, we're going to the next town over into the Olive Garden. Yeah. I was lucky by college I had more options, but high school for sure. I mean, we drove like 45 minutes, which is sad, <laughs> to go to the Olive Garden. Yeah. Um, we thought it was really cool. <laughs> <laughs> Until the Applebee's came to town. Yes, then Applebee's came to town and we didn't have to go anywhere. We're like, this is Friday Night Lights now. <laughs> it really was. That was my favorite thing about Friday Night Lights, by the way. Yeah. Because it was so, it was so realistic mm-hmm. because I feel like whenever shows are set in like a quaint small town, they try yeah. to have these like cutesy like local restaurants right. like Marge's Diner where everyone hangs out. No, that no, would no. be nice. Small but... town Americans, and I know because I am was one, yep. they go to the chain restaurants. Mm-hmm. They go to Applebee's, they go to Olive Garden. So that was like yeah. We I love knew... our two for 30 steak. Oh yeah. <laughs> Friday Night Lights really won me over when I realized that after yeah. the games they all went to Applebee's because I'm like, yes, You're I You're like, it. that's America. Yep. Yeah. I stood up, I did the Pledge of Allegiance. <laughs> Just kidding. Texas forever. <laughs> I'm not from Texas, but... <laughs> 
I am from a town not dissimilar to Dillon, yeah. although we had a terrible football team. I mean, not a great football team. Well, yeah. I mean, who can compete with You me? can't compete with Dylan. <laughs> we didn't have Coach Taylor. No, nobody does. <laughs> Carousel Hearts. Oh, man. That'll this... be our next podcast. We have so many oh, we have to do. The Babysitters gladly. Club. We have to do Mad Men. Now yeah. we have to do Friday Night Lights. Mm, Friday Night Lights just went up way up in the queue. In my Although, mm, Mad Men. Can we do them intermittently? We could. <laughs> okay, good. We could call it Friday Night Men. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds dirty. <laughs> Friday Night Men. Okay, maybe Mad Mad Lights. Mad lights. <laughs> Mad Night Lights. <laughs> yes. That'll be confusing. So tune in for that. Yeah, right. Hold out. All right. So we should discuss the actual birthday party that takes place in Kimmy's apartment. Right. Because so, that is where some shit goes down. This, this episode had a lot, a yeah. lot happening. There's like a lot of confrontation. Yeah. Between... Um, Beekman and Dong. Yeah. They get into an actual... There's a love triangle going on now. Yeah. Yeah. Which is what we, we thought Dong was going to become. Yeah. The love interest. And he makes a bike. Oh, for Kenny, yeah. Which was sweet. Made out of stolen parts from other bikes. <laughs> Less sweet, but still. <laughs> it's the thought that counts. Yeah. And right before he and uh, Beekman get in a fight, there was a line that you loved. I already forget what it is. <laughs> the worst. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Oh, but I, yeah. Because, yeah, Beekman's like saying something how Dong looks so happy. Like, you look like you just broke into your father's armoire. But like what is he his really job per armoire. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dong just comes back with, your experiences are not universal. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> I feel like saying to people on a regular basis. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Like we were just talking before we recorded about my um, ex-boyfriend who'd never been to an Olive Garden. <laughs> right. His experiences are not universal. Yeah. He like grew up eating sushi and stuff. Yeah, and I don't know. Yeah. Like, I don't he know. Was, didn't go to the Olive Garden. Because nope. he lived in a town where there were other options. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, dude. <laughs> yeah, I know. I think you're so fancy with your non-Olive Garden restaurants. <laughs> oh, I don't want to live in a world like that. No. no. I'm sorry. breadsticks. Yep. <laughs> I want to move to Dillon, Texas, damn it. <laughs> Just kidding, I don't. Oh. But yeah, so the party, there's a fist fight. There's Kimi escapes mm. out of a window. Right, yeah. And goes to the Olive Garden. <laughs> yes. um, Everyone's A lot of things are happening. Oh, and here's the thing. We had a question about this. So throughout this episode, Titus, does. he's kind of in the background in this episode. Yeah. But sometimes that can be really effective and really funny because he's mm-hmm. so funny that even in small doses, it, he really it works. carries over, yeah. Yes. But so he's infatuated with this coworker of his, right. who's oh, he calls the torso. Because they work in a place where you don't always see people's where faces. Where you wear costumes, so they've never seen each other's faces. Yeah. they've only seen you know each other in costume. So the werewolf and the mummy. The werewolf and the mummy, and uh, so he invites the guy to the party, and when he shows up. He clearly knows this guy and they right. have beef and there's a fight over a couch. Yeah. But unless you and I, we didn't watch this together, but unless you and I both right. like simultaneously like, like blanked out on this, fell asleep at that moment or something. <laughs> but like, were we supposed to know who this gentleman was and right. why they have beef? It's, a, I felt like the implication was that he's an ex boyfriend or something. Okay. I def- because they talked about the couch, like who owned the couch and who bought the couch. <gasps> oh. So that's the only reason I inferred that yeah. like they must have been There was a split boyfriend, the couch. And, you know, boyfriends. Yeah. Um, so, but I don't know. I felt yeah. like that was weird. And Maybe other people right by me. But yeah. the fact that we both missed it either yeah. means it wasn't explained or it was very subtle because yeah. I don't think we would have independently of each other like both right. missed it if it was more clear. But Yeah, I forgot all about that until you 
brought up that question. You're like, oh, wait, yeah. how did they know each other? I mean, it was a funny bit of physical comedy, the two of yeah. them fighting over the couch, but Definitely. I didn't understand what was happening. I neither. <laughs> but I do like how when, like, Titus is explaining to Kimmy, like, that he invited a stranger to her birthday, basically, and he's, he justified it. He's like, he's not a stranger. I have very deep feelings for Torso. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Which is a little Jeffrey Dahmer-esque for my liking, but... <laughs> A little creepy. Yeah. I wouldn't want to date someone no. that I refer to as torso. <laughs> um, but yeah. But what else is going on at the parties? A lot of, a lot of things. Oh, the, the other part, two parts that also we were a little freaked out by um, when Dong arrives at the party. Oh, yeah. And Lillian sees him and says, whoa, you know, because he's all dressed up. Whoa, I guess now VC stands for very chic, which is clearly a Viet Cong reference, and that made me a little squicky, and I wasn't sure how I felt about that. But Gina's way smarter than me because I did not even pick up on that. (laughs) I mean, it's like I think we're supposed to see like Lillian as like a baby boomer hippie, so Mm, yeah. In context, it makes sense, and you know, Lillian's not supposed to be very PC, and she's kind of a loose cannon, so it fit the character. But that joke kind of like. Yeah. That gave like, me a weird I feeling. I don't feel good about that. <laughs> but the part I felt even weirder about was when Randy, the stepfather, um, starts doing heroin. <laughs> right. That felt like, I mean, they went, they didn't go ABC there. They went like A to like Z. Yeah. It didn't like, that was like escalated. That escalated way too quickly. Very quickly. And yeah, like it, it was just gross. I don't like the video. Yeah. That. Heroin's not a comedy yeah. drug. Right. Like there are drugs that can be funny in the right, right. context, but heroin. Not I don't know what I would put at the top of that list. Yeah. I don't think like I don't believe in censorship, and I think any anything is like open to comedy. Like right. yes, you can make jokes about heroin, fine, whatever. Yeah. But to me, it just was like whoa, like yeah. I found it distracting. Like, it, I wasn't like yeah, I wasn't like I guess offended is not the right word. No, 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 no. Yeah, and like I was saying, like I am not offended by drug humor necessarily. No, I just think it's bad writing. Yes, it does feel <laughs> a little lazy, especially they yeah. went for the most like shocking drug. Right. You know, just it wasn't. Like, it wasn't really? like he got stoned and yeah. confused. You know, and even like the prostitution part didn't really like yeah. bother me. I was just like, eh. but. I mean, and the fact that he was like all high in front of his daughter and like right. clearly being like. Oh, I need more. Like, give me a little yeah, more. Yeah, that was the other thing. I was just like, mm, that's a little too real. That's a little too real. Like, that's he, gross. Yeah. They weren't even playing it, like, other than, like, when that white horse appears at the end. Yeah, he, like, hallucinates odd. or something. He sees a horse. Which, does yeah. heroin make you hallucinate? I, that was my I other don't question. Think it does. I was like, I thought that it just, yeah, that was, that like, not more of, like, acid or LSD, right. maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I've never done heroin. I've never Right. Like, plans. I don't know what you see. Yeah. Maybe you hallucinate, yeah. but. <laughs> It was a little too real because they didn't really play it comedically. Right. I was it like, was, oh, well, all of a sudden I'm a junkie now. Yeah. So, right. And he looked. Uh, he looked bad too. Like he looked rough. Yeah. Yeah. That was not really funny to me. I don't know. Like maybe yeah. a little more sensitive and stuff like that than most people. But I was just like. Mm, it just, it was distracting like it. to yeah. me because it was just so weird and yeah. like tonally didn't fit. Right. So yeah, I was just like, eh. <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't like it when I feel like something is inserted just to be like kind of shock value. Yeah. That kind of. Mm. I can see the argument for that too. Yeah. But on the flip side of that, her absolute favorite part was all the music references happening in this episode. <laughs> Beginning with the Sam Goody name drop. Yes. So I haven't been to a Sam Goody in years. That was amazing. <laughs> they, I'm pretty sure not even in business anymore oh i don't think they've been in business in like 15 years (laughs) um 
Titus singing Firework and passing it off as his own song. So yes. he realizes Kimmy hasn't heard any music in 15 years. Right. Yeah, his birthday song to her is Firework. Yeah. I, she critiques it. Yeah. She, he sings the whole song for her, I mean, you know, off camera. And she's like, oh, that was beautiful. I have some constructive criticism. <laughs> And it never occurred to me that it is weird to say that someone's a firework singular. Right. You don't ever say firework. Like a firework? It's always no. fireworks. Yes. And now every time I hear that song, I'm going to think of that. Mm-hmm. But yeah. she, she's like, and why would you compare me to a plastic bag? But then later realizes. <laughs> she recants. She recants. She says, I'm so sorry, Dinah. <laughs> I do feel like a plastic bag. <laughs> Absolutely. Blowing in the wind. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And then, of course... The best song in the whole episode, which we're still trying to figure out if it's a real song or not, yeah. um, is Beat That Bitch With a Bat. <laughs> it's not funny. It's awful. It's but... not, I mean, and see, that <laughs> is funny to me. Like, it not is. obviously not domestic violence, but, but the, re- the context of how that song comes up. Yeah, they're like at the party, and I don't know if she like tells him to put on some music or what. Yes. Yeah. She wants something with words in it. Because remember, yes. he's just playing like electronica, electronica at house, yeah. and she's like, at least play something with lyrics. And then next thing you hear is, I'll beat that bitch with a bat. <laughs> and he says, hey, I can't fix America. <laughs> <laughs> also, my second favorite line after that werewolf needs help. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's like, I think that also the reason that doesn't offend me is it's a, you know, it's a set, it's a satirical look right. at like how terrible like song lyrics, yeah, definitely. Be, you know, obviously, but we Googled the song and there's like, it appears to be real. It appears to be like a real, like a hook that gets sampled yeah. and things or something because there are YouTube videos <laughs> referencing that song being in the nineties and yeah. like that same, the same lyrics and melody are like. On YouTube uploads from like 2010, yeah. which also plays into your 2010 2010, yeah. Clearly this was all written in 2010. <laughs> Stand so, by So <laughs> I guess it's a real song. I don't know. That we thought it was just like a throwaway song for we thought like they this made episode. It up, yeah. Because it sounds terrible. Yeah. <laughs> right. Was, like this is what I would think Tina Fey's idea of like a really offensive really song Really offensive lyrics, yeah. yeah. But... I don't think Tina Fey wrote this or no. anyone else involved in the show. I think a real musician put those lyrics together. Oh, good. Which is really upsetting. Yeah. <laughs> but it was very funny in context of the episode. Right. Yeah. I will say that. Yeah, the party scene stuff was good. Another great party scene was uh, when she says, who in the gee golly willikers? And that man turns around and says, I'm Goliath golly willikers. Uh, yeah, definitely. that was delightful. Yeah, um, as was the Mr. T. I pity the school program <laughs> reference. Yeah, um, and the iPhone disintegrating. Oh right, there was a lot of Her rich boyfriend. <laughs> really quick, just like this episode just kind of came at you hard and fast. Yeah, it was it did. really like the polar opposite of the episode before that was right less like you know what's going on i now that you mentioned it like i should have watched this one twice because i do feel like i missed some stuff i know now I, i'm thinking the same thing i mean obviously yeah. i'm gonna watch all of these multiple yeah. times but for the, yeah we should have watched it again for this because it's just there's so much right. i feel like this could have been two episodes but i think they already felt like they'd stretched out some of these same things for so long they didn't want to make it too but they really could have yeah that's true yeah um, I liked Lillian's line to Kimmy, um, where she's, I don't know, I think she's like having a sad time at the party or something's going on. And Lillian tries to comfort her and says, oh, 30's tough on a woman. You're still 17 years away from your sexual peak. <laughs> I love that. I, sometimes I like Lillian's worldview. I don't, I don't like her 
Viet Cong references, right. but I can get on board. She's got some nuggets of wisdom in there she somewhere. Does. Yeah. Somewhere deep inside. <laughs> yeah. uh. Under her fear of gentrification. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think, and I love that this, the last, definitely this episode and then two episodes ago that Kimmy goes to a party, we get to hear t- a lot of Titus singing, which I love. That's true. Because as we yeah. know, Titus Burgess is actually like a... Broadway star and has right. this amazing voice. And I was really impressed because there's one thing about firework that's extremely difficult to sing. I was a singer earlier in my life. And I know when the ah, ah, ah part, it's a very, there's a thing called a glottal stop you have to do. Mm. That's actually like kind of difficult for something like that. Cause you can't just go, ah, like string it together. Like yeah, that. It's, it's that thing you do in your throat where you stop a vowel yeah, sound. Yeah, yeah, okay. It's called the glottal stop. And it's, I was very impressed with Titus's glottal yeah. stop. I'm sure a Broadway singer, that's something he's got down, but nice. that's a, that's a tough, that's, that's a kind of a, if someone ever does a song in karaoke, watch for that because yeah. a real singer, hard to nail. Real singer can nail it. Mm, I think I've made the mistake of doing Katy Perry karaoke. I hope to God it wasn't that song. <laughs> she, her songs are tough to sing. She yeah. sings um, on the break a lot, which is like the where your chest voice and your head voice meet. Mm. So it's a whole complicated thing. But you know way more about this than I do. She sings in her. Um, she sings on her break a lot, which is it's hard to sing. Along. I I find it very difficult to sing along with her. So. Yeah. Okay. Props I just pick her because she's Malto. So yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Nice. Fun stuff. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Um, again, we were hoping the accent, Dong's accent, would go away. It did not. Yeah. Which was... Oh, but you just reminded me that um, our guest, Kevin Triscuit, from a couple weeks ago, he seems to have called that Charlie, the, the guy who plays the tutor, doesn't look like Charlie's coming back. So, yeah, that was several episodes ago. At this point, I I don't know what's worse. If he never comes back, that will seem really bizarre. But also if they try to, like, interject him later. Yeah. Why did they not just edit that whole character storyline out? There's no storyline. There's not. The only thing that I can think of that I'm sure they had to have considered, like, well, we just got to cut this guy out because we don't need him anymore. But that one episode, like, the last episode he's in, his storyline kind of carries over so much into the other storyline with the visiting a friend because like Kimmy's but talking I think about, that could have easily been they could have chopped all that out, out really because just about her like I have a boyfriend and I'm normal and all that I stuff I mean they could have even worked around all the boyfriend stuff mm. you know like I mean it's really more Kimmy's thing that yeah. she like wants to go you know right I really I don't I think Charles could have he could have been, been caught taken out, out. yeah because the, he only ever interacted with her and their scenes yeah, went and, nowhere. <laughs> and at this point, she's already got Beekman right. and Dong. This is too much. So if we're going to throw Charles back in there later, it's just going to be a mess. Yeah. So he didn't add anything. Like, that's a couple of just, like, odd things about this show. Mm-hmm. Is I think Charles is my number one complaint. Yeah. I do not get the point. Lillian, I think they've kind of smoothed her out and they've yeah. figured out what she's doing. So she's I'm, growing on me. Yeah, yeah. I mean... I'm fine with her being an erratic character. She should be, but it's like, right. I think they've got her voice kind of down more. Mm-hmm. Um, she's not as inconsistent. Yeah. So yeah, really now it's just Charles that I'm not sure what's happening there. And I really just, please don't bring him back. Like, no. Yeah. I'm with Kate. I'm with Charles. Kevin on this one now. Yes. I, I'm praying Kevin is correct right. on that. Particular point. <laughs> um, yeah. So it was a very funny episode. Um, Titus was not in it very much, like we said, but right. he made 
good use of the scenes he was in. <laughs> I mean, when he came, when that I beat that bitch with a bat came out, I just was not prepared with that. For no. That and when he said, "I can't fix America." <laughs> That response was just so perfect. Oh, I loved it so much. And they bring it back, too, because at some point he's, like, distraught at the party, too. And he's like, oh, I need to listen to something sad and slow. And so he hits a button, and it's that same song, but in a different tempo. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's true. Like, the, the fact that there's so much going on in the party, that kind of plays into the theme. Because at the end, Kimmy's just like, all of you get out of here. You've, right, you know, she and, kicks everyone out. And Titus tells her, like, yeah, that's what an adult party is. Everyone right. will make it about themselves. And everyone will have their own drama. And, yeah, that's an adult party. And it's kind of like a reality check for Kimmy. Like, right. Oh, you know, this isn't. Yeah. You're growing up now. Yeah. Hey. It's not so fun sometimes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but so. also, like, a very, I don't know, that's how everyone feels. Yeah, so. absolutely. Like, yeah. sometimes it's it can be stressful when you just try to bring a bunch of people you know right. together. Because, yeah. yeah, everyone's got their own stuff going on. Just because it's your birthday doesn't mean <laughs> ex-boyfriends aren't going to show up and people aren't going to get in jod per fights or whatever. Like, you know, <laughs> it happens. That's true. <laughs> so, yeah. But this, yeah, we definitely should go back and rewatch this one at some point just yeah. for our own edification because I feel like. So much. I want to watch it again before I watch episode 10 because. I'll do I, that too. That's a I good idea. I think there's still things I missed. <laughs> yeah. Well, as of this episode, where do you stand as far as team Beekman versus team Dong? Uh, Dong definitely, but the accent has to go. I yeah. mean, I think they've, they've really like last episode Beekman was kind of on the fence. Yeah. But now he's just, now he's like fully boo. moved into like dick. He didn't category. even buy those presents. Yeah. His secretary did her he assistant. showed up with like yeah. four artisanal ice cubes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That was pretty good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I think they're definitely, I mean, it's pretty clear he's going to be out of there. Vilified. (laughs) Yeah. true. I guess they decided that Zan wasn't enough of a enemy. Although she has disappeared. Yeah. She wasn't in this one or Or last last one. one, Thankfully. Mm, I'm okay with that. She and Charles can just take the next train out of town and never come back as far as I'm concerned. Bye with me. (laughs) Whoop. Saved by well, the bell. <laughs> we're done. Yeah. Shut it down. Bye. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I think that pretty much wraps it up. Yep. It was a good one. We enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, hope everybody else did. We'll be watching it again. We recommend you do as well. Yeah. So much going on. Mm. So, so much music. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. A very musical episode. Anytime Titus sings, I'm on. I'm on board. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty excited. All right. Well, Meryl, why don't you tell people um, where they can find you if they want to tell us what question did we have this episode? There was something we wanted to know. Oh, yeah. If you know if I beat that bitch with a bat is a real song, <laughs> yeah. please tweet at Meryl at? At Meryl Williams. That's Meryl, M-E-R-Y-L, Williams. Yeah, we're really curious about that. So if yeah, you any, know, tell any us. Any electronica historians out there that want to share that with us? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. If you want, you can tweet me at MercuryMarie5 um, or you can email us. Um, Addison recorded at gmail.com. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we want to give a special thanks to the pleasure centers. A little Chicago band. Um, our writer, John Gramila is in that band and they gave us permission to use their song, which you can hear right now. And it was called baby, etc. And you can find them on soundcloud.com slash the pleasure centers. So thanks guys. See you next week. All right. Thank you.